Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand the ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy. This is the fifth episode of From the Bleachers, coming to you from the fantastic Leading Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. I'm recording this on Monday night. Yesterday, the Eagles didn't play. And it's a cliche, it's something dumb, but sometimes I wish the Eagles were on by every single week. I don't have the stress. I don't have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get ready and pack up my dad's truck and go down and sit in a parking lot for three hours waiting for my friends and family to show up to go tailgate. I don't have to wait up until 8 o'clock at night to watch them lose on a primetime game and then record a podcast at 1.30 a.m. while I want to scream and cry and go to bed still. But something about the bye week, oh man, I just, I didn't watch any, I didn't watch a single second of football yesterday. I saw a couple of highlights on my phone. I think the Cardinals ran a fake punt. I saw that, you know, I saw Lamar Jackson's highlights. Lamar Jackson is incredible. Lamar Jackson's awesome. But I just did that stuff. Like I ordered a pizza. I guess no matter what happens on a Sunday, I'm going to order a pizza from like Pizzeria Pesto, La Rosa, Matters, any of those places in Southley, kind of near uh, East Passion Cave. But it's nice to just relax, not worry about football, catch up with some TV, Watchmen, big fan of that show. Yeah, that's done this week, obviously. But the Eagles did get some huge help, huge, yesterday as the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, we hate you. Dallas, we hate you. Cowboys lost on Sunday Night Football. I believe it was 28-24 to Minnesota Vikings. And our old friend, Kirk Cousins, our old friend, who, while beating the Eagles earlier this year, finally did us a favor. First time in forever, Kirk Cousins has done us a favor. And knocked off the Cowboys. And right now, as it stands... The Eagles and the Cowboys are both 5-4. and four. Unbelievable. This season has been like a season from hell in a way, and somehow they're tied for the division lead. Now I know by tiebreakers the Cowboys beat the Eagles once this year, so technically they're in a division lead, but they're both 5-4. and four. They both have seven games left. They both play each other one more time. The Eagles can split these next two games against New England and Seattle and then take care of all the crappy teams they play, Miami, Washington, New York twice. And then beat Dallas in home, week 16, 425 game. Who knows? That can get flexed to Sunday night football for all we know. If they can do those things. They're going to win the division. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to get too carried away. Splitting New England and Seattle is going to be so hard. It's going to be hard. We'll talk about this later in the podcast. And even if they lose both those games, there's still a chance they can win the division and so they just went out in those games. But Minnesota did us a huge favor. Minnesota did the team a gigantic favor. And for the first time in my life, First time ever, I can say, thank you, Minnesota. Thank you. Because it would have been the most Minnesota thing ever for them to smash the Eagles out of this year and then come back now. After everything that's happened, after all the jokes were inflicted upon us, all this karma inflicted upon me, for all the terrible things I've said about the state of Minnesota, every player on that team, and all their players and fans and whomever, maybe it's karma that the Eagles lost this year. But 
Dallas lost too, so it doesn't matter. Both five and four. And just this is like I said, this this season sucks. There's nothing fun. Can you what's like one fun play that happened? Orlando Scandrick's the one play in my mind that I think is fun and I look back on like, oh, that was an awesome play. I remember where I was, I remember seeing it. And that guy sucks. That guy's a sleeper cell from Dallas. You try to ruin our season. So the most memorable play of the year is from the least memorable guy. Well, maybe he's memorable. He's the most infamous player that were ever on, the 2019 Eagles. That guy made the most impressive play of the year. What does that say about the team? Team's not good. No, I mean, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to win the division. And I think that has to be the goal this year. We can't look at this as a Super Bowl season. You know, the Eagles are 5-4 and four right now. Look how Take the you know temperature of the city right now. They've won the last two games. But are people overly excited about this team? Are people enthusiastic? Are people saying, I can't wait to watch that game? I can't wait to see what Doug's scheming up, what Carson's doing? No, like the magic's just not there this year. So I think you have to adjust your goals. So what are the goals for the Seagulls team? Coming off the bye. Yeah, obviously they got to split this game. Got to split these next two games and go on a run and then go 10 and 6 and make the playoffs 11 and 5, whatever. But I think the goal has to be to get Carson Wentz some playoff experience. Because I can't go into another season of saying, hey, that was what? Wentz's fourth year. He still hasn't played in a playoff game. He hasn't even showed that he can win in the playoffs, let alone played one. And I can just, I just can't listen to those debates all off. I can't listen to it on Twitter. I can't read it from Cowboys fans, Vikings fans, whomever on Twitter. I can't hear it from my old college friends. We'll get to that in a little bit too. I can't hear it from all these people that he hasn't played in the playoffs. So let's adjust our goals. Obviously, before the year, I said the Eagles were going to win a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz going to win MVP. Obviously, that stuff's probably not going to happen. But what can happen? The Eagles can make the playoffs. They get a home playoff game week one. They'll probably play a really good team. They can play Seattle, San Francisco, you know, Minnesota even. Carson Wentz needs that playoff experience, and ideally he gets a win. If Carson Wentz wins one playoff game this year, I'll consider this season of relative success. Now, will it be disappointing they didn't go further and make the Super Bowl? Yeah, overall, you know, disappointing year. But I can live with it if Wentz gets that playoff experience, does pretty well, they pull out a win, and, you know, whatever happens from there. That's that's my goal from the that's what I'm taking away from the bye week. I stepped away from football, didn't watch anything except Lamar Jackson highlights. That dude is electric, electric. He reminds me of like 2002, 2001, 2003 Vic, just unbelievable. And maybe the league will catch up to him. Maybe people will figure him out. Still, he's only played six. He started 16 games in his career so far, and he's 13 and three in them. Pretty wild. That's what I think about right now. Figure out the rest of the schedule. Split against the two hardest teams you play. Run the table. Get Wentz some playoff experience. He needs it. He needs to shove the haters. He needs to do well. He needs to throw for like 289 yards and three touchdowns and run for 47 yards with a couple huge first downs on third down. He's picking up a fourth down. That's where we kind of have to reevaluate our goals for the season, readjust. And, you know, last season, like we thought right now that this season sucked. Like I'm talking about last season's perspective, like this season sucks. We're not going anywhere. We're four and six. They go on a little run, end the season 9-7, and seven, and then we have the fun of those two playoff games. Yeah, they lost to New Orleans and it sucked, but that whole week leading up to it and just the excitement of actually watching the Eagles play a playoff game is awesome. It's the best atmosphere ever. Even if they're on the road, just hang out with your, you know, your partner, your family, your best friends, whomever. You know, nothing matches that. And I just hope that we can get at least one of those weekends this year where we're watching not Nick Foles, not anyone else, Carson Wentz, take snaps under center or in the shotgun in a playoff game and having the Eagles a chance to win. And even for just a moment, a fleeting moment, we can say, what if Carson Wentz does this and wins Super Bowl? Now, 
Do I think that's going to happen this year? No. I'm super optimistic about the Eagles. I'm always the overly optimistic. I think the I've thought the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl every year for the last 20 years. 25. Became a fan like 2000, 2001, I guess. Good times. That's what I need from this year. By week, I'm refocusing my goals. I need Carson Wentz to have a playoff game. I'm not worried about the Super Bowl right now. I just want him to have that experience, learn from it, come back strong 2020, and really give it to the rest of the league. I've had this weekend's game scheduled on my calendar, like most Eagles fans, I'm sure, like almost all Eagles fans, since the moment the schedule was released back in April. November 17th, 4.25 p.m., home game, New England Patriots at the Philadelphia Eagles. As you may remember, on the night of February 4th, 2018, Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New England Patriots by a score of 41-33 to in Super Bowl 52. Best night of my life. Best night of most people's lives that, you know, are Eagles fans and grew up here and, you know, have invested so much of themselves in the team. It feels like it's a life. It seems like it just happened. It feels like I just woke up the next morning groggy, wondering what the hell just happened in my life. It sometimes simultaneously feels like that while also feeling like it happened five lifetimes ago. Think about that. Like, what were you doing? Where were you at in your life? When the Eagles were beating the Vikings, they're beating the Falcons, they're beating the Patriots and winning the whole thing. It feels like I was a different person then. It's weird just how much changes in a year and a half. Obviously, think a lot of things have changed with this team. A lot of things haven't changed with the Patriots. They're still quite, quite good. They've been in the Super Bowl the last, you know, they won it all last year, came back from that crappy loss against us to win, what, two out of three years? And then what, you know, four out of five out of six, four out of five? That's insane. They'll probably be back this year. They're the best team again, and they'll probably be back. Their defense is historically great. Has Carson Carson's never played the Patriots, right? He's never played the Patriots before because obviously Nick played them in the playoffs in Super Bowl 52. And then the last time they played in the regular season was that crazy game in 2015 where they had like three different return touchdowns between special teams and defense, and they pulled off a huge win in chips last year. When early, everyone already thought that season went to hell and was over with, and they pulled out a win and won 35-28, and everyone was freaking out wondering, are the Eagles back? No, the Eagles were not back. They did not make the playoffs that year. But that game was kind of important to me in a weird way. I was so invested in that game. And it really relates to what's happening this weekend and even Super Bowl 52. So that game happened in, I think, November 2015. It was the 2015 season. It was towards the end of the year. I'm going to say it was November. So the Eagles won 35-28, but I was a senior in college then. And I lived in this big house with a ton of my friends. I would say about maybe like 16, 17 kids were living in this gigantic house. Tons of bedrooms, huge, huge thing. And I would say about almost half and half of the kids that lived there. You know, there were like two kids who were, was a Jets fan and a Giants fan. And then my friend Ray Wilson's from Cincinnati and he's a huge Bengals fan. But the rest of the kids are either from the Philly area or the New England area. So we had all Eagles fans and all Patriots fans. So obviously I had to watch in two separate rooms or else I would go crazy and go ballistic and want to fight someone. Obviously I was a 21-year-old idiot. So I had one room, Eagles fans, one room, Patriots fans. When, you know, Darren Sproles took back that huge return, we were just screaming our heads off, running around the hallway of our house, banging on doors, bracing through their doors, screaming, throwing stuff at people. It was awesome. And, you know, the Eagles had a losing record then. The Patriots were what? That was 2015. They were the defending Super Bowl champions. My friends were so used to that feeling, so used to the feeling of being the best team in the league and not really caring about these little losses and not living and dying with every breathing second of your team. 
because they had won so much over the course of their lives. You know, am I jealous of that? Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I wouldn't trade being an Eagles fan for anything. That's what I love. It's part of the journey. Like, I, I would say this to my friends when I was in school. You know, I had a college reunion this past weekend, so I saw a lot of those kids I, you know, they live with in college. Uh, Michael O'Brien and Patrick O'Leary. You can never guess that those are two Irish Catholic boys from Massachusetts. But I would always say to them, you know, this is before the Eagles won the Super Bowl on February 4th, 2018. I would say, the day the Eagles win the Super Bowl, I will be more happy than you will ever be in your life. And they'd be like, that's sad. I'm like, no, it's not. You're so used to winning that it means nothing to you. It's an expectation. When did you ever have joy really watching them? When did you ever just have all your emotions just flow out of you in this gigantic setting where you're surrounded by all of your loved ones? I can't imagine any of them have ever had that moment with being a Patriots fan. And yeah, like I'd rather the Eagles win the Super Bowl every year and not have these crazy moments where I'm, you know, freaking out at the TV, screaming that, you know, Mike Rowe needs to get fired. All these dumb things that Eagles fans do over the course of the game. And they're so ingrained unless we've watched, you know, our parents do it. Now we do it. And then we do it with our friends and watch, you know, people's children, I'm sure, that our Eagles fans have raised, you know, these crazy fans who are die, 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 die hard, which is part of the culture here. Who's to say what's better? Obviously, again, I'd rather win the Super Bowl every year, but underdog story, sometimes there's something fun about that. You know, I think that just speaks to, you just look at how many things have changed. Like 2015, again, Patriots were defending champions. Eagles had a losing record. The chip era is on the outs. And we just had that one game, which I'm sure my Patriots fans, friends don't even remember. But that's what it used to be like to be an Eagles fan, that you just had these random games and and the grand scheme of things, they didn't really mean anything because the Eagles never won the Super Bowl. Eagles didn't even make the playoffs that year. They went 7-9 and nine and Chip got, Chuck Kelly got fired or resigned. I don't even know what the official term is. He got fired before the end of the season, before Week 17, after losing in Week 16. Things change. And, you know, it's not like the Eagles immediately became the Patriots. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year, but it's not like they're, you know, going to go back-to-back Super Bowl champs and win two out of three, win three out of four, four out of five, any of that crazy stuff. You know, and this season hasn't gone well, but I'm hoping that we can at least have a relatively comparative consistency and stability the way they've had they've built under Belichick and Brady. And you know, this season's been a little up and down, but I really still have faith that even with the up and downs and with Carson getting hurt and Nick coming in and playing so well at different times, that we can really have that foundation. And again, they're not gonna win six Super Bowls together. But I just really hope they can build that pairing. You know, Doug and Carson together since 2016. That was, you know, I was 22 years old when the Eagles drafted Wentz. And just it felt like, wow, I could be watching these guys together for the next 10 or maybe 15 years. Maybe one day I'm sitting on my couch with my kid, my daughter or son, and we're watching the Eagles and they're still playing together. My child's wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. It's so weird to think about. And I think the opportunity is still there no matter what's happened this year. I will never stop believing in them. And, you know, my faith, I guess, will really be tested this week. If they can somehow win this game against New England, I'm sure I'm going to flip a script script next week. I'm going to be saying, oh, my God, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. They're going to face the Patriots again, and they're going to beat them for the second time in three years. They're going to beat them twice in the same season, and we're going to shove it on my boss and friends' faces. <sighs> Getting too excited. I don't know. I have literally, literally, literally no idea what to expect. I have no clue what's going to happen on Sunday. They could lose by 27, they could win by 6, they could win by 
17. I wouldn't be surprised in any scenario at all. If they lost 49 to 3, I'd be like, yeah, this team sucks and the Patriots are unbelievable. If they won 41 33, I'd say, uh, you know, those are our lucky numbers. And of course, they won. Of course, of course, Carson Wentz went off and the Eagles scored 41 points. Of course, Doug Peterson scored 41 points on the Patriots, something Sean McVay has never done and never will do in his life. People forget that uh, Sean McVay only scored three points in Super Bowl against the Patriots. People forget that. People say Sean McVay is the best coach in the NFL, the best young coach, the best new coach in the NFL. He scored three points in Super Bowl against Bill Belichick, while Doug Peterson scored 41. Little nugget for you. Yeah, I had a college reunion over the weekend. I saw those guys, and it only reinforced the fact that they're all little smug New England you-know-whats, and I just want them to win. And maybe this is a lost season. Maybe the Eagles don't. They win this game. They don't make the playoffs. But I want to have that one moment, that one game where I could still hold it over their heads where they're like, you know, Shane, we don't care. We've won like six Super Bowls. No one gives a crap about that one random game in 2015. You know who gives a crap? Me. My other friends, Joe Anzer, Joey Giuseppe, these kids that are huge Eagles fans, have roots in the area, people that love the Eagles, we hold on to those things. And whether the Eagles made the playoffs or not, I really need them to win this game. It's almost, there's a pseudo rivalry. Obviously, no one in New England at all, in the slightest, in the slightest, thinks of the Eagles as a rival. But if you ask people in Philly, I think a lot of them would say the Patriots are their second most hated teams, even more than Washington and the Giants behind the Cowboys. And it's Obviously, born out of the fact that the Patriots have been the most dominant team this century, unquestionably. But there's still that pain a little bit from 2004. That was the best Eagles team I thought we'd ever seen. And they won 13-3, and three, and Teal got hurt, and he played unbelievably. He had seven catches on 145 yards in the Super Bowl and a broken leg. And they should have won that game. They were winning at one point. I, I'll never get over the fact that they were literally winning at one point in the Super Bowl, and they lost. It was, what, 10 going on 11. Rough aged. Like the age where the, all those Eagles teams were in my formative years. So I obviously, you know, in the most developmental part of my life, I just completely threw myself into the birds. And I had like heartbreak after heartbreak. So what, 2001, I was seven going on eight, then eight going on nine, then nine going on 10 when they lost those three championship games. And you wonder why I'm so crazy on Twitter now. That was where my formative years watching disappointment after disappointment and disappointment getting shoved in my face and down my throat. You wonder why. You wonder why I'm like this. But again, maybe this season doesn't amount to anything. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. Maybe they make it. They get embarrassed by Seattle in game one. Maybe they pull one off a win and, you know, go on a little bit of run in the postseason. Who knows? I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that I need this win on Sunday. I need it to rub it in all those smug people's faces. Whether they're people that are on Twitter, you know, at TB12, the GOAT. 69xx these random counts are talking about tom brady these spoiled spoiled smug boston fans on twitter just throw it in all those faces just for one day just for one day yeah we had the one day back in 2018 february 4th as i'll always say but i need something now i need something to satiate this hunger i've had for an exciting eagles team an exciting eagles game that i haven't really gotten all year even the games where they covered they covered in buffalo did they cover in Buffalo? Yeah, they covered in Buffalo. They covered against the Bears and they covered against the Jets. But none of those games were actually exciting in the slightest. I want to watch them beat the crap out of the Patriots. I want to watch them run up the score and score 35 points against this defense that appears to be one of the best defenses of all time against the greatest defensive mastermind to ever live in Bell Belichick. You know, I just want the fun of that night in February 4th 
2018 back. I want the fun of that night back in November 2015 back. You know, I want those magical moments of that entire 2017 season, that entire run back. Again, maybe this season isn't anything. Maybe it's a lost season. But for one game, I want to feel like I'm an Eagles fan and I'm on top of the sports world again. It's like, have you ever seen that movie, The Little Giants, when you're a kid? It's one of those classic, like, 90s kids sports movies, like Rookie of the Year or The Sandlot, stuff up that alley. And they're just, you know, they're obviously the crappy team and they're playing. The good, the really good team is obviously the Cowboys because Dallas is America's team and all that BS. You know, they're in the locker room at halftime. They're obviously down by a million at halftime as they are in every little kid's, you know, 90s teen sports movie, whatever. And they're just saying like one time. They have to win one time. It doesn't matter if they beat them again. It doesn't matter if they lose 99 out of 100 times. That means they still beat them one time. And yeah, the Patriots lost this year. And I really wanted them to be undefeated to come into this game so that even if they won the Super Bowl and they went 18-1, and one, we could always say, hey, we're the team that beat you that year. We're the 1985 Dolphins. We're that one team that beat, you know, the team people would say is the greatest team of all time, the 85 Bears. They went 15-1 and one in the regular season. They lost... Monday Night Football game against Marino and Paul Warfield and the Miami Dolphins. You know, huge game. Like, they were supposed to be the best team of all time. Maybe this Patriots team isn't the best team of all time. Maybe they go. Maybe they win a Super Bowl. Maybe they don't. Maybe they lose in the first, in the wild, in the uh, divisional round for all I know against, you know, Baltimore, a team that electrified them two weeks back. I don't know. But again, I just want to have that feeling again. I want to feel like it's 2017. I want to feel like it's February 2018. I want to feel like it's that one day in November 2015. And I just want to throw it in everyone from Boston's face just for all their BS and all of their spoiled nonsense and all the junk they talk and that kid that's like who's who's that kid that's always on has his picture on Twitter at every parade because they have a parade every six months. He's like, oh I'm seven years old and I've been to like 34 parades and I has a sign up like that kid sucks. His parents suck. They raised a spoiled, spoiled kid who will be a terrible person. I don't know. Could be worse. Could be raised to be a crazy Eagles fan, I guess. No, that's not worse. That's not worse. That's so much better. I'd rather be this way than some spoiled Patriots fan, spoiled Boston fan. You know, I wear those disappointments from the early 2000s in my sleeves. And like I said, the one day the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl would be the happiest day of my life. And I'd be happier than any other Patriots fan ever was. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say on February 4th, 2018, I was happier than any New England fan has ever been, except maybe the 2004 Red Sox. I'm not counting that. That's obviously gigantic. I'm just say Patriots fans. Happier than any Patriots fan has ever been. I hope I've had that feeling again this Sunday. And ideally, ideally, the Eagles again won by a score of 41-33. That's it from me, guys. Go Birds this weekend. It's from the Bleachers. Fifth episode on the fantastic Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Twitter. Check out my daily sports newsletter, sports and pop culture. Do a little bit of pop culture. Talk about some HBO shows, Watchmen. I talk a lot about that. Some music releases, some Philly area bands. Check me out on patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. For just $2 a month, you get a daily newsletter Monday through Friday. So about you get 20 newsletters a month for just two bucks. You know, get like 1,200 words delivered to your mailbox every morning at like 930. It's worth it. I have about few hundred subscribers. I love doing it every day. Check it out if you like my work on here. Follow me on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Go birds, baby. Hopefully next time I'm talking to you, I'm ready for a Super Bowl run. Love.